Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Okay, so you guys get to get get me all to yourself. I just got a message at the last minute that Jesse won't be able to join us. So I will do my best to lead the charge. All right. And um, so today our topic is going to be uh, five ways that we can enhance both our personal and our business business worlds. And basically, I'm just going to slow it down a little bit. And we're going to talk about some mindfulness exercises that um, if we in, can incorporate into our daily lives, it definitely has the potential to enhance what we're already doing. Now, I'm just speaking on, on enhancing the good stuff. I'm not talking about enhancing the garbage we need to get rid of. All right. So just want to be on the same page with that. And, you know, this really uh, came up for me uh, it started earlier this year. I actually injured my foot. And for the last seven months, um, as, at, as a 47-year-old, I had to learn how to run again. I literally had to train myself how to run correctly because the way I was doing it caused the injury. So it's, yeah, it was almost, it was, it was life-changing. But um, one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk about is the word enhance. Now, there's a lot of words that I use, but I don't, I know what they mean. I know how to use them, but I don't recall ever looking up the definition. So <laughs> I looked up the word enhance and it says, one of the definitions, it says to intense, to intensify, increase, or furthermore improve quality. Okay, that's the way I meant for it to be used. So I, I got lucky on that one. So as we talk about some of these, these mindfulness exercises, the, the goal is we can incorporate them into our world so they can enhance the things that we're already doing. Now, the first topic, uh, I'm sure you guys are, are, I've heard of it and I'm seeing it become more and more of a, of a conversation piece, uh, self-care. Number one is self-care. Now, when I think of self-care and I think about professionals, you know, burning the candle on both ends, I think about playing with dynamite next to a campfire. You know what I mean? It's like we're go, go, go. We're constantly taking care of other people and other things. And we're the last people to take care of ourselves. Um, but then also, too, where it gets a little twisted is it's really important for us to define our personal definition of self-care. What I see a lot of times is someone may have a version that works for them and then we see it and we try to copy that, but it doesn't necessarily work that well, right? Has, uh, have any of you ever went on a vacation and it actually turned out to be more work than vacation? Right. Has anyone ever went on a spa treatment or a spa getaway and you get back and you're still crazy? <laughs> the 
the point I'm making is, you know, one, one size does not fit all. And I highly recommend to just, you know, spend some time to say, you know, to, to determine, okay, what is my definition of self-care, right? And then ask yourself, is it effective? Where did I get it from? Like, is it really working, right? Because we can have in our mind, you know, self-care is going on vacation and, and doing this and spending all this time and energy to plan the perfect vacation. And of course, never nothing goes as planned. And if you don't have the ability to pivot and adjust on the fly, it's going to be a miserable experience, right? And so learning how to have a backup plan for what self-care mean, you know, means for us is very important. Um, whether So I don't, I'm not here to tell you what that is for you, but I'm saying if you take the time out, you will find out that both the personal and the business life will be enhanced because you're doing a, you're more efficient at taking care of yourself. All right, guys, follow with me. You guys still follow me on that? All right, good. All right, the uh, the next one is, this one is just one I've been practicing recently, and it actually came out of, you know, my ankle injury. It's really important to practice getting grounded before we start our day. Now, once again, every, some people may meditate, some people may get on their knees and pray. I, I, I'm not saying that there's one way to do it. But one thing that's helping me actually physically and mentally and train my, my nervous system to be grounded is when I get up in the morning, I'm barefoot and I stand, stand up straight. Because if you're talking to people, you know, sometimes we're like this, we're like this, we're leaning back, we're leaning forward. And we're, I don't know if you're, some of you guys remember that uh, commercial V8 when people are walking sideways, you know, because they're off balance. Well, one of the things that I've been, what's been helping me stay grounded throughout the day is when I start my day, I wake up and I stand up, whether I'm on towel floor, on the carpet, make sure my core is tight, you know, in that area below the belly button, my shoulders are relaxed. I take three deep breaths and I allow myself to feel what, it, what feel the weight on the bottom of my feet. Where's the weight at? Is it the balls on my feet? Is it on my heels? Am I leaning to the side? And right when I find that, that perfect balance point, that's where I set my attention, right? So my attention is set, you know, at a point where things are balanced. So throughout the day, when something comes at me sideways, I'm able to, you know, I'm able to navigate it, but then come back to that, to that point. And before I started practicing that, it's real easy to go through the day sideways. You're we're constantly dodging and bobbing and weaving and, you know, pretty much boxing everything that, you know, life is throwing at us. But since I've incorporated the get grounded first and get grounded as needed, because sometimes I have to do it throughout the day. I have to start, you know, start over throughout the day. And what it does, it just keeps me close to what, you know, what's important to me. And I don't, I don't find myself uh, getting caught up in other people's agendas as much, if that makes sense, makes sense. Because everybody's got an agenda, everyone has a plan. 
And uh, sometimes, you know, we want to help or it just it's interesting or because of whatever we're doing is un uncomfortable. We want to jump onto that and, and get back to our stuff later. Uh, but being grounded in our purpose and why we're doing what we're doing, it's really important to help enhance, you know, how we experience both our personal and our business business lives. All right. Here's another one. I call this, this is number three. Number two was uh, slow down and get grounded. Number three is blind with the eyes wide open syndrome. Blind with the eyes wide open syndrome. What I mean by that is how many times have you got, got ready for, for, for your day, left the house, you know, you're outside, you're going to the car, your eyes are open, but you have no idea what's going on. You automatically on autopilot, just get in the car, start, start driving. And you may come to, con you know, you, you may wake up and go, oh, wow, how did I get here? I call that the blind with the, with the eyes wide open syndrome. And recently, you know, I've practiced this off and on. Um, but recently, I've really taken it to heart because it's allowing me to not just, you know, hear that 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 saying smell the roses, but there's a lot of stuff going on, you guys. But we're so caught up in, you know, what we got to do throughout the day, what we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to forget in our past that we totally, totally miss out on the now. So the other day. I was coming, you know, left the house as usual, but I heard bumblebee wings, three sets of wings, bumblebee, hummingbird, mosquito, right? And then I heard a blue jay and a crow. Then I also heard the, the, how the wind sounded in the big redwood behind my house and also in the maple tree in the neighbor's yard. Those things are always going on. But a lot of times I'm leaving the house and I'm totally oblivious to it because I'm in my head about who knows what. So that was just one example of how, you know, I'm just practicing uh, mindfulness to pay attention to what's in the moment because I thought it was cool that, whoa, I'm like, wait a minute, there's Bumblebee over here and dude's doing his little thing. And then I, I, hummingbirds, they trip me out, but they, they pop up at the right time and they're just checking me out, seeing if I'm all right. Like, Hey, D, you good. And then as soon as I try to like engage, they take off, but they do come and check in on me. Um, but that was one of my versions. Find your version of what does it mean to truly pay attention? What does it mean for you to experience the now? Like if we, there's been a lot of energy, time and invested in recovering for our past or, you know, forgiving them for our past or not wanting to repeat our past. And there's a lot of energy invested in planning for the future and our goals. And these are the things I need to do each day to reach my goal, this whatever it is. But what if we invested just a little bit more of that energy into the now? How would that change, you know, how you experience the now, you know, when I'm at the pool or whatever I'm doing, when I'm talking to someone, just like I'm, I'm talking to you right now, um, 
I'm present in the moment. I don't have this other stuff going on and, you know, already thinking how I'm going to reply to what you're talking about before you even finish your sentence. And by investing in the now and practicing the mindful exercise of just paying attention, my days are a lot more pleasant, regardless if things are hitting a fan or not, you know, things are, life is still showing up, but it's at least it's not like just the problems and issues that come up. You know, I have a reference of the hummingbird checking me out or, you know, the fact that I can tune that out and tune into something else. I love having options. So just remember by practicing this exercise, we have more options than just the grind on the day to day. Right. All right. Let's see here. All right. The next one is connection. Now, that's a loaded topic. So let me see how we can, we can shrink it down. Uh, connection is, especially as entrepreneurs or as, you know, business people, we are constantly, you know, once again, we're constantly burning the candle from both ends. Even if you're really good, you got a team, you're all structured, you have it all nailed down. There is still a lot of things that are pulling at us that sometimes we end up coming up short with the connection piece. And a lot of times that starts at home. So one of the things I want you to, to practice, I'm saying you got to do it. This is, here's the suggestion. Uh, practice leaving your cell phone in the other room. I won't tell you to turn it off. For some people, that's too much. <gasps> you know, <laughs> practice leaving your cell phone in the, in the other room and put it on silent when you're having a conversation with your spouse or your, or your kids or your partner about how their day was. You ever have a conversation with someone and you're like, how did your day go? Yeah. Really? Oh, that's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I know when it's happening to me, when I'm talking to someone, I'm, I'm excited to talk to them and they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm being dissed in a lot of ways, right? But then I also re- have to remind myself that I do the same thing. So I'm not saying I'm a, I, you know, I'm perfect at doing this, but this is something that I'm practicing more is to leave my cell phone in the other room or not have it present with me, especially when I, you know, I'm overdue with catching up with someone or we're talking about something important. I want to make sure that I, you know, I respect that moment and I, I give, I allow myself to really connect with that person. And I know that, you know, a lot of times, like we get so busy, you ever like, you ever have someone on your mind you've been thinking about, but you're like this, I guess you, sometimes we get so busy. We feel like we don't have time to actually reach out and, and, and call them and, and just, you know, say what's up. Here's something that I do that can, that I, that I practice that takes the edge off of that. And it also sets up for me to get on the calendar with that person to, actually have some more time where we can, you know, exchange and, and catch up. And this is what I'll do. I'll text and say, hey, I don't want nothing. I don't need nothing. You are on my mind. I just wanted to say hi. Send. 
I don't want them. I don't want nothing. I don't need nothing. Because some people are like, hey, well, you know, like, whoa, where are you reaching out? I haven't heard from you in a long time, right? Um, and you'd be surprised at what kind of response people get. And if it's someone that's, you know, you're closer to, to you can be a little more touchy-feely. You can say, hey, I don't want nothing. I don't need nothing. You were on my mind and on my heart. And I thought I'd reach out, you know, to say hi. And you'll be amazed. You know, sometimes it's, you get crickets, but when they finally get out of their world to see the, see the response, they go, wow, they don't, they don't want nothing. They don't need nothing. Hey, how's it going? Let's catch up. And what that does is it relieves the pressure for me. Like I'm feeling like I'm missing out on, you know, quality time with people that I, I really want to catch up with. But for, for whatever reason, my world hasn't allowed me to be able to invest in cultivating that relationship. So I'll send out that text and it helps me get, it helps break the ice to, you know, uh, set up being able to connect with them later on down the road. All right. Did I lose anybody yet? You guys still here? All right. And this is one that, let me see, I got to still have a few minutes. Number five. I, there's two ways we can put a spin on this. You can, I, I say compete less, collaborate more, or be careful playing small unintentionally. Be careful playing small unintentionally. What I mean by that is I'm a super ultra competitive person, but I can I can have that be a part of me and still have a you know a very like pleasant life because I compete against other people less. You know, I understand now that the, the main competition is happening in the mirror with the artist John Persia. This this me and me. But I mean, the reality is, you know, some of us just have that competitive nature. And we have to be careful who we decide to compete with, right? Or who we're competing against. Because I speak of, speak about it all the time, social media, that's the, it's like a master Jedi mind trick. We don't really know what's really going on, but it's really easy for us to compare our insides to, to everyone else's outsides. But one thing that I notice is when we decide to compete or I'm gonna you know, beat this person, we have to be careful. Because their ceiling, right, could be our bottom or our lower floor. You know what I'm saying? So you, we may beat that person, but we still haven't scratched the surface. So if you're going to compete against someone, just don't do it just because it looks like they got it going on and you want to try to beat that. You know, if, if you're going to allow yourself to go there, do some research, you know, uh, because it's really important. Just think about it. You beat someone and, and, and you know, and you're, you're feeling like you're a champion in, in your mind and you, you got them. But what if their ceiling was your bottom? Did you really move the needle? Right. So what I've started to do, because especially in our profession and in, in, in the, the real estate world, there's a lot of. It still amazes me how a company can put 
competitors all under the same roof and say, get along and grow your business. Like, I just don't get how that's supposed to work. You know what I mean? Unless there's just some high level individuals that have an abundance mindset and they can, we all know that's not the case. And I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I'm just calling it what it is. But what I've started to do is there are some people that don't work for the same company I work for, right? On the very surface level, they could be considered a competitor. But as a human being, they're actually people that I like and respect. And I would like to get to know better. You know what I'm saying? So I call those people up and say, hey, you know, I just call it out of this. Hey, I've always respected how you do business. Um, I know that we don't hang out much, but love to go get coffee or lunch just to catch up. Right. And what I'm finding out is what I'm those people who used to be, you know, for a lack of a better word, it's also it's created a reciprocal, like collaborative relationship. And we're in the same market, you know, but it's like naturally, yeah, we're going to compete, but we're taking that, that edge off of that. It's, it's me against them and more. So let's do this together. There is enough for every, for everyone to go around. And what I'm finding out is, it's just a lot more pleasant doing business for me, especially like, you know, how can I enhance your business? You know, multiple offers, you got a buyer. If you have good a relationship with the agents that have listings, I mean, it's not like they're going to, I'm not saying they're going to do favors for you, but you know what I mean? Uh, the healthier the relationship, they're going to, we're going to already be vetted. We're going to make our clients offer stronger just because they know, hey, you're a, you're an agent that has integrity, an agent that can get it done. An agent knows how to, you know, navigate the, the drama when drama comes up in a transaction. I'm going to let the seller know that, hey, this agent has a solid buyer and this agent knows what they're doing. That's going to increase the chances of an offer getting accepted. So if you're one of those people that are ultra competitive, that's okay. I mean, even when I'm going to practice swimming, like there are some people who used to be around when I first started swimming and I was pretty much drowning in the shallow end. Now, when I'm in the lane, I see them getting in the lane, I go, ah, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm going I'm to let them, I'm going to give it, pay them back. Right. Uh, so I'm able to get it out in the pool. I'm able to get it out. You know, when I'm doing my triathlons, I'm able to get it out there. But even in that, in that environment, like when I'm doing my triathlons, there can be a thousand people on the course, right? But one thing that I learned is we're all um, running our own individual race. So I need to do my race, not theirs. I could be, you know, trying to beat like a professional cyclist that's just pacing themselves to turn the gas on, you know, a mile 70. Here we are, mile 15. I'm thinking I'm doing something, right? <laughs> the same thing in our businesses. It's like, we don't know where, they are, where they're at in the timeline. We don't know if they plan to go hard now and let their foot off the gas later, or they're pacing themselves now to hit the gas later. Let's just run our race. You know, and while we're running our race, we can actually, you know, cultivate relationships to get people to cheer us on, even though 
they're with the other company or with their with the other team. So um, that's my five. I hope you guys got some out of that. Uh, I will recap. Uh, number one, self care. Remember that you know we don't want to be the person that's on the verge of a mental breakdown because we're trying to copies a self-care method that works for someone else, but we haven't really vetted it to see if it works for ourselves, you know? So for self-care, be careful with playing with dynamite next to the campfire. (laughs) Um, Number two, remember to slow down, slow down, practice mindfulness, feel your feet, your heels, the balls of your feet, allow them to, to feel whatever surface that you're on. If it's carpet, what does the carpet feel like between your toes? If it's on the hard surface, just, just feel what it feels like to be grounded and find that equilibrium point and set the intention and do that as many times as necessary throughout the day so you can help you stay you know, close to what really matters so you don't get derailed with the stuff that comes up. Uh, number three, watch out for the <laughs> blind with the eyes you know, wide open. There are a lot of things going on other than what's between our ears. So when you go outside and if you're rushing, if you're rushing, try this next time you're in a rush. Try slowing down. (laughs) I just did it the other day and it's crazy at first, but you realize, oh yeah, I slowed down. What did I lose? A minute, a minute and a half? But I wasn't as stressed out, right? You know, so slow down, listen to the wings, listen to the, the air and, and, you know, the wind blowing through the leaves, listening to anything other than what's going on between the ears that will allow you to start to appreciate and acknowledge being in now. All right. So that's number three. Number four, uh, connection. Leave that damn cell phone in the other room. If you're really feeling, you know, Sprite, Turn it off, but I won't, I won't, I don't want to cause them, you know, I don't want you to go nuts. Leave it in another room and practice having genuine conversations, um, starting with home, making eye contact, and being genuinely interested with what is coming out of their mouth, regardless if you agree or not. It's just a way to, to detach from the distraction. Or whatever I said, cell phone, whatever is in your world that keeps you from making that next level connection with those people in your circle. Uh, this is a it's a great practice to identify that and then practice, you know, removing, minimizing that distraction to enhance your your day to day interactions. And then uh, five, collaborate more, compete less. Be careful of playing small unintentionally because we've chosen the wrong person or thing to compare ourselves to. And remember, someone's ceiling could be our bottom. So if we beat them, we could still be playing small and not even know it. All right? All right, so it's 829. I'm out of here. Wanted to say thank you for showing up and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Talk to you soon. 
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.